and welcome to another Meta Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine, featuring interesting, inspiring, educational, and entertaining stories, discussions, and interviews of purpose, with purpose, on purpose. Hello, everybody. This is J.W. Nigerian with On Purpose Magazine, and we're here today with Tommy Spaulding. How are you doing, Tommy? How are you, J.W.? Uh, great man. Well, now that we got you, we had a little, uh, we had a couple issues there trying to get uh, hooked up. So I'm really glad this uh, came together. You bet. Well, for everybody who doesn't know Tommy, Tommy Spalding is president of the Spalding Companies LLC, a national leadership development, speaking, training, consulting, executive coaching organization. Tommy is a world-renowned speaker on leadership, having spoken to hundreds of organizations, associations, schools, and corporations around the globe. His new book, It's Not Just Who You Know, uh, Transform Your Life and Your Organization by Turning Colleagues and Contacts into Lasting Genuine Relations, was published by Random House, and it's a New York Times bestseller, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today national bestseller. Uh, Tommy, uh, wow, just so glad to have you. Um, I wanted to talk to you today. There's a couple things, as you know. Uh, you're getting ready to speak uh, for a mutual friend of ours at a wonderful um, conference down in San Diego, and that's the Leadership Conference. Um, but before we get to that, I wanted to talk a little about the book while I've got you on here today. Sure. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. All right. First of all, um, you've got a BA, you've got an MBA, um, you've got uh, an honorary PhD, uh, and that's pretty cool for a kid with dyslexia, huh? Yeah, (laughs) that's his resume padding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you had, you you know, I read your book. I'm kindling, and I kindled your book, and I and I love it. I've had such a great time with it. And and as I talked to you earlier, I I told you that I'm kind of pissed off about it because this is a book I would have loved to have read read when I was 20, not when I'm 50. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway, the the book is. it's about relationships, and the conference is about leadership. So I want to talk to you about how those kind of things relate. First of all, um, you broke your book down uh, in a really nice scientific way. I'm a kind of a technical guy, and you talk about things like instead of return on investment, return on relationships and relationship economics. Could you kind of tell me a little bit about what the book's about and about the ROR? Sure, sure. Well, there's thousands of books out there on leadership, and relationships is, is, is really all about, you know, leadership because leadership is serving and leading people and you have to have a personal and genuine relationship with someone to, to, to lead them. But a lot of companies and organizations focus on uh, ROI, return on investment, which is an important thing to focus on. But I talk in my book that I wrote, it's not just so you know, the importance of ROR, which is the return on relationships. If you invest deeply in building genuine, authentic life-changing relationships that you'll increase your ROI if you increase the ROR. And the relationship economics is that companies that value uh, the importance of building relationships with the customers and clients and employees and vendors and board members and investors and building these lifelong relationships. You know, and and this is really important for nowadays because we, we hear all the time that the new paradigm in marketing and selling is customer relations and building community. And I think you would agree with me that um, this is never, this is not a new paradigm. Um, 
if you're not building, you know, sales and marketing has always been about building the relationship. Um, is that true? It is. It is. But um, with companies trying to, you know, produce more and sell more and grow fast, uh, the relationships often takes a, a back burner. And this isn't a new concept. I mean, I read, wrote a wrote a wrote a book or read a book years ago when I was a kid called Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it was right. all about building relationships. And I talk about in my book how much I loved and admired and worshipped that book. But as I go, get older and became a CEO of a multinational company and was a salesperson for IBM and started building relationships with people and using the, the Carnegie method, I, I found it quite shallow after a while. Because the, the book that Carnegie teaches us, How to Win Friends and Influence People, it tells you to do these 10 or 15 tactics to win friends and influence people. You know, if you look right. people in the eye and you send handwritten notes and these, these tactical things, avoid conflict, use people's names. And uh, it might have worked, you know, in the last, you know, 70 years that, since the book came out. But I believe that in the 21st century, people, they have a bullshit detector. People want authentic people. They want to buy, they want to work with, they want to... They want, to, they want to team up and partner with authentic, genuine people. And we're going to talk about Steve Farber in a second um, with this conference, but that's one of the reasons why I just, I just love that guy, is he's right. the real deal. He's the most authentic, genuine person uh, that, I, that I know of. Um, but, you know, when, you're, when I wrote the book, it's not, it's not just so you know, I, I really wanted to teach people the value of why we should build meaningful relationships that are not just about you, but about serving others. I get that. I still get that. You know, I would, I've read uh, Dale Carnegie's book, and after reading your book, it's so funny because, because you know, I've used the tactics in my life, and I, I thought of myself and, and truly think of myself as a, an excellent networker, uh, a good friend, and somebody who builds relationships. But after reading what you call fifth-floor relationships and the different floors, yeah. I realized I'm not that good at it as I thought because I was doing maybe floor one, floor two, but I was saving uh, all the rest of the floors for only just very intimate friends yeah. and didn't realize that I wasn't spending the time that was really necessary to build some of the more uh, intimate relationships with uh, not, not only vendors, but employees and yeah. clients. You got it. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of us, we, we have deep, meaningful relationships in our personal life, but we never move that over to the, our professional lives. And, you know, it's interesting because when people follow me or read my books or hear me speak or, you know, follow my tweets or blogs or, or just know me over the last 40 years, they would say this about me. They would say, Tommy Spaulding is probably one of the greatest networkers in the, not just the country but the world. His Rolodex is from kings and queens and CEOs and governors and people from all over the world. He can land in any airport in the world and know people. And when I hear that, I used to pound my chest and say, that's pretty cool. But when I hear that now, it's in, I don't know what happened to me. Maybe marriage and kids humble you, but I, I, I don't really like networking. I'm, I'm kind of anti-networking. I don't see myself as a networker. I've never built relationships just so people can serve me. I, I, I look at building friends. And, 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 and cities are people, and people are friends, so cities are friends, and, and I just try to build relationships with people to help serve them. And if you build that type of mentality, of course, the way the world works is sometimes they serve you, and you can benefit well, you from know, You brought it up, and that's service. Is yeah. one of the keys, or the key being of service? 
Sure, uh, absolutely. But you can enter relationships, business relationships, knowing that I need to get to know this person because this person can help me. And, and that's okay. There's a lot of things that I do in life that I need people to help me, and I go after and I try to meet them. But if your only um, goal is just to meet them so they can help you, then it's manipulative. You've got to enter relationships with how can I learn about that person? How can I learn about their family, their kids, where, they're, where they went to college, their passions, their interests, and build a genuine relationship and be transparent and say, hey, I want to do business with you, but I also want to build a relationship with you. That's the way you build fifth floor relationships. And I talk about in the book there's five levels of relationships, personal and professional, and most of us live on second and third floor relationships. And I wrote a book on how do you build fourth and fifth floor, what I call penthouse relationships. And you can have these in business. And they're they're called lifelong customers. They're called, you know, loyal employees. You know, how do you build loyal employees and lifelong customers? You build fifth floor relationships with them. That's the secret. Well, you know, and you kind of of, uh, segued right into my next question, and that is um, you teach about, you know, uh, of course, relationships with your clients. But one of the things, some of the things you teach about is leadership, customer sales and service, of course, team building, and organizational excellence, and that is built around the relationships that you have with, I'm guessing, your vendors and your clients. I mean, excuse sure. me, your vendors and your employees. Sure, sure. Um, the relationships, you know, not just external, you know, you know, for you know, customers and or vendors, but also internal. And right. building relationships with people that either you work for or work with or your team or executive management team is building that vulnerability. Um, one of my um, heroes is a guy named Pat Lencioni who wrote the book Five Dysfunctions of a Team. He talks about great teams have conflict, but to have conflict, you have to have trust. Well, to build right. trust, I write in my book, you've got to be vulnerable. And great, you know, in the 20th century CEOs, you never show vulnerability. You're always right. When you don't know the answer, you never admit it. And you're strong and you have fear. You know, I, I feared my mother. You know, yes, ma'am. You know, <laughs> my kids, I can't scream and yell at them. They'll go tell me to take a hike. They want to be talked to. They want to, it's a different, you have to lead differently in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. And um, people love people that are honest, that are vulnerable. And uh, I entered the speaking world that way. I can name 100 speakers. I can name 10 speakers that are unbelievable content speakers. They'll get up on a stage and just, you know, talk about all these incredible organizations and, you know, Fortune 500 companies, and they tell these stories about how to maximize profits, blah, 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 blah. But they never tell one story about themselves. They never share one thing about themselves, their wife, their husband, their kids, their vulnerability. I get up on stage, and I just talk about how hard life was growing up dyslexic in high school and what I've learned from that, and it was all personal stories. And I think when you lead from your heart and you're vulnerable, people are going to be attracted to you, and they're going to want to be a part of your vision and your mission. Well, that's great. And I can see why you're good friends with Steve Farber. Uh, in his book, uh, he talks also about um, um, this vulnerability. He talks about a particular CEO that uh, put out the question, uh, you know, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? And he came back in about 10 minutes, and they said, you know, <laughs> go away. We're not done. You know, 90 minutes later, they're still not done. And, you know, they're posting all his uh, foibles and screw-ups on the walls and these big, you know, in the, <laughs> using those big pieces of paper to, to list stuff. You yeah. Know, and, that, you know, that, could, that humbled the crap out of the guy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it really made a big change in the organization, too. So. Yeah. You know, on this huh. book tour and then being on the speaking tour, or I'm mm-hmm. doing it, I'm doing the last three years, 
you meet a lot of different speakers, you meet a lot of different thought leaders, you meet a lot of different authors, and uh, I don't, I can't name one one person that I that I respect and love more than Steve Farber. And I'd lo- I think a lot of it is that he was really the first thought leader to really talk about love, love mm. in the in the business world. And yeah, you know, quite frankly, that's who I am. That's my message. That's my book. That's that's what I'm talking about. But you know, he was talking about it 15, 20 years ago when no one was talking about it. And um, he just knows how to build real relationships and and uh, that are genuine. And um, you know, he's authentic. And I think in this world, people want to deal with people that are genuine and authentic. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, I've met many, I speak to many authors and, and thought leaders and speakers, and, and Steve com- totally comes across as a, as a very authentic guy. I mean, he's just, he's just a guy, and, and when you call him, he answers the phone, and he talks to you, and he has great stories, and he, you know, I, one of the things that I really love, and, and, you know, to move on to this conference that you're doing in, in San Diego um, over the, uh, uh, what, is, what are the dates, um, August seventeenth, August seventeenth through nineteenth in San Diego, 19th. right? That's right. And um, one of the things I really love because this is the first time he's putting one together. He speaks like you do. I saw your speaking schedule. You speak a lot, and so does Steve. And this is the first conference like this he's putting together. And the first thing I did was ask him, you know, Steve, is this one of those, you know, uh, you, you have some guy come up there, a talking head, uh, you know, tell a good story, and then sell a bunch of DVDs at the back of the room. And he's like, absolutely not. This is a three-day intensive training mastermind. And, I, you know, that is so cool because, and refreshing because you just don't get that anymore. Yeah. And the other thing that's neat about this conference is, you know, Steve let, met a lot of wonderful people. And when you're authentic and genuine, as Steve is, you know, you, you attract authentic and genuine people. So the speakers that he has, I'm quite honored to be part of it. But the other speakers that are just just incredible, and they're his personal friends. So he's basically picked the people that he loves and respects the most in that thought leadership industry and brought them together. And he's inviting his friends from all over the country to participate. And uh, I'm honored to be a part of it, but I think it's going to be one of those life-changing experiences for everyone that attends. Well, Uh, let me ask you, uh, Tommy, you know, uh, you're – we never talked about it, and maybe you can bring it up here. You're going to be talking about uh, – it's a leadership conference, so you're going to be talking about the relationship between those uh, you know, who inspire and act. That's what you talk about a lot of times. But also, how does return on relationship how – how, how does that equate with leadership? And uh, what are you going to be talking about that day? Well, uh, Steve talks a lot about this thing called GTY, which is greater than yourself. And Steve and mm-hmm. I are going to get a chance to really talk about his last book, uh, greater than yourself, which is really picking someone in, uh, that you believe in and helping them to become successful, and not just successful, but actually greater success than you. And uh, actually, G- Steve and I actually have a GTY relationship uh, on Steve's GTY project, and he's kind of helped me get where I am today. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But to answer your question about about leadership, whether you're building customers or sales or any any relationships you have in life. I'm going to really dive in and teaching people how do you build these deep, meaningful relationships. You might be an introvert. You might be an extrovert. You might be in sales. You might be running an organization. You might be a stay-at-home mom. You might be running a church. You might be running a nonprofit. But everyone deals with relationships. 
in their personal professional lives and I'm going to really dissect about how do you build these fistful relationships that will transform your business and transform your life. Yeah, that's going to be great. And, you know, the speakers that he has, like, um, is Brian Main coming over from the U.K., uh, one of my favorites of all time, Liz Strauss, who's, you know, Forbes and, uh, and uh, um, uh, has voted her, like, one of the top ten women in, in you know, along with the Huffington Post, yeah. uh, ten most uh, influential women in the nation. Yeah. Uh, you know, people like that. We have uh, Simon Bilberry. We have, yeah. um, oh, somebody who's blowing up all over the place, Sally, Sally Hogshead, and yeah. a really fun one, J.J. French, the, you know, the guitarist from, you know, A Twisted Sister. Just just a really great array of speakers, and there's more. Yeah. You know, um, when you're on the speaking circuit, you get invited to uh, a lot of um, speaking conferences that you speak at, so I've been to hundreds of them. But I'm also... I love leadership, even since I was in high school and college, and everything I get my hands on, every leadership conference I can go to, I sign up for. I mean, I, I basically have just dedicated my life to be a learner of leadership. So just let's say I've attended hundreds of conferences. There's something different about this one, and I, I think I can put my finger on it, is a lot of these conferences, and, 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 and it's, not, it's not just leadership conferences. I'm a speaker, and they have this thing called NSA, the National Speakers Association, Right. Probably going to get myself in a lot of trouble saying this, but, you know, there's five or six or seven or 8,000 people that are, that's part of this organization, and thousands of them go to this annual conference that think it's happening this weekend. I'm not going. And the reason I don't go is because you're basically in a room full of 8,000 self-promoters. They're all promoting themselves. I don't find it authentic, and I'm probably getting myself in trouble saying that, but I feel <laughs> that most leadership conferences are people pounding on their chest, look what I know, buy my book, sell this, sell that, and it's manipulative. And there's a lot of like these one-day seminars, a lot of leadership conferences, and I just, I just gotten too old for that stuff. I don't want that bullshit anymore. I want no, real. No, you know, and it's really important. Leadership. I'm glad you brought that up because it's really important. Because one of the biggest things that you find out there today, one of the things, the, the internet, it should be bringing us together in close relationships. We have the ability to touch and connect with so many more people in so many more ways, and instead it divides us because of the fact that everybody's speaking and nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I got the feeling that's kind of what you're talking about in this thing where everybody's yeah. pounding their chest about, look at me, who am I, you know, and, and yeah. look at my Everyone stuff. wants to be noticed. Everyone wants to talk about themselves, sell themselves, and so forth. And, and I'm all for selling yourself. I mean, you don't become a New York Times best-selling author and, and start a speaking business, you know, with sitting there, you know, waiting for the phone to ring. You got to, I believe in self-selling yourself. But there's a difference between having true passion for what you do and so, so much belief in your message that you want to share it than self-promotion. There's a totally difference there. And uh, wow. there's a difference in building relationships with people that are meaningful, that are really genuine, that are authentic and lifelong and deep and personal and intimate. And you can build these relationships in professional lives. And, I talk about in my speech, there's a lot of organizations out there, companies, Fortune 500 companies, that, that believe in this model and that lead it, and they're successful. And the ones that don't embrace this are not. Well, that's great. Yeah. This is the, you know, to me, this is a true conference. This is something I am excited to go to and, and yes. can't wait to, to get to. Um, it's, the, you know, the reason I'm really pushing it is because when I sat down with Steve and he told me what it was, and then he told me the speakers, and I checked them out. 
Uh, and he also said, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this, but a few of the speakers are going to be able to stay for the whole three days where you can hang yeah. out and not only network with all the people that are coming, but network with the speakers and get some one-on-one time and mastermind from, the, you sure. know, from them. Yeah, and I'll be there. I'll be there all three days. And I'm looking forward to being a participant because I want to learn. Just oh, as absolutely. Much as, you know, share my stuff. And um, <laughs> you know, I, I just think that anyone that in, invests the time and the resources to attend is going to have a life-changing experience. And, you know, I've known Farber um, for, I don't know, eight years now, or six years now, six or seven, eight years. And I don't know, I, I just think if you get a chance just to be around that guy, it's, it's, it's a privilege um, because there's not many people in the world with his heart, you know, his heart for, for, for leadership and for people. And that's the brainchild of this conference is, is to bring like-minded leaders around the country that, that don't want to just network and build their network, but also really want to build their heart for leadership and the heart for people and how to go back to the organizations and lead differently. That's what this conference is about. Yeah, nobody <laughs> couldn't say it better myself. I mean, just sitting, being able to sit with somebody like Liz Strauss, I already told you she was voted by Forbes and Huffington Post as one of the ten most influential women uh, in, in, in the nation. Um, she's a real person, and, and her SobCon, um, which she's famous for, she holds SobCon every year in uh, Chicago, and she brings together, you know, the top, you know, top 50 corporations and the top, you know, 50 uh, bloggers. These people that know how to build community with companies that know how to market, and put them together in a room, and it costs big bucks to get in there, uh, you know. And they both learn from each other. One learns how to build community, of course, and the other learns how to market. Um, and this is a woman who, I mean, <laughs> just any one of these speakers, if you get to sit down with them for a little while, you're going to learn so much. It's, this is just, you know, I can't say enough about the, the, whole, the co- whole conference. But the conference is going to be held. It's called the Leadership, um, what is it called? Extreme Leadership, Leadership Summit. Summit. Le- Leadership Summit, thank you. Uh, August 17th through 19th. Um, and what you need to do is go to... Ooh, you know what? I didn't have it in front of me. www.extremeleadershipsummit.com. Thank you. So it's www.extremeleadership.com. You can go there. You can uh, find, get rooms, uh, get all the information you need, uh, you know, register for the event. Um, I know there's still uh, some openings left. Uh, they're going fast. Um, but, uh, you know, get yourself out there. I think there, there might still be some early bird stuff, too, if uh, people are quick enough. So. Yeah, I do believe, and I think there's actually a, two types of tickets. There's a regular ticket, and then there's a VIP ticket that you get to have special access to some of the, you know, the speakers and so oh, forth. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a great time, and I really look forward because we've only met by phone and email, and so I really look forward to being able to uh, sit down with you and and uh, be able to meet you. Uh, your book is just just great. I mean, I <laughs> it's one of these books you know you just get locked to because you tell. Wonderful stories, Tommy. Um, Thank you. And I'm just totally locked into it for the story. And while I'm listening to this story, I've actually picked up just tons of great information. Um, This is a book you really need to go out and check and get. Where where can we find you and your book? Um, The best price price is is Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. But, you know, J.W., you can tell a lot about someone just by the, how they handle conflict and just change. And you and I have been trying to get this conference call the last couple of days. And I have to tell your viewers, I just moved into a new house. And I got, I think I got 10 different contractors over my house from plumbers, electricians, and painters, and 
people digging up my backyard and putting an alarm system in, and my phone got cut off. And <laughs> right in the middle of our call, really, by the way. Oh, God. I really appreciate your patience and just how you handled yourself through all this. I can tell that you're a man of great character, and I look forward to meeting you in San Diego. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for the kind words. I really appreciate it, especially from coming from you. So, again, it's the uh, Extreme Leadership Conf- uh, Conference, and that's August 17th through 19th in San Diego. Get out there. Uh, check out the links on the page. You'll be able to get there really easily. Um, I want to ask you really quick, while I've got you on the phone, I know I need to let you go. You're pressed for time, and I don't want to take too much of it. But, Tommy, while I've got you, I have a lot of authors that listen uh, and, uh, to my stuff. I have you know, a lot of author members. Uh, I've got a best-selling author on the line. Could you tell me a little, experience, a little bit about your experience in becoming a best-selling author? Was, it, was the writing the hardest? Was the publishing the hardest? How, did you, how do you become a bestseller, for God's sake? Yeah, well, a lot of it's, it's luck because I, I sometimes pinch myself having a New York Times, New York you know, USA Today, Wall Street Journal bestseller. And, you know, three years ago, no one, no one knew who the hell I was. A lot of it's luck, but you've you got to write a book um, – if you do want to write a book that 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 has um, that, it's passion all the way through it, it's not just writing substance and material or content. You got to write a book that you, that you can tell that the author's fired up on, and and you got to answer you know two main questions: is what do you have to say to the world that's never really been said before? You know, and if, what kind of new material can you bring to the world to say it? So it's not just recycled information. And the second thing is, what do you have the authority to? What do you, what are you the expert on? What, what do you have the authority to say? And if you can answer those two questions, you'll know the topic, and then you write the book. And a lot of it's just hard work, you know. Just going city to city, and you know, calling all the friends that you have to ask them. You know, I'll speak to your company for free if you buy a certain amount of books, and you just work your tail off. So a lot of it's hard work, and a lot of it's a lot of it's luck. But um, the the books that I've read that have done really well, uh, the, when you meet the authors, they're, they're they're the real deal, and that's been my biggest disappointment in this industry is I didn't want to get into this industry because I remember telling Steve Farber three years ago, man, I would always love to write a book and get in the speaking industry, but all the speakers I ever hired when I was a CEO of people or all the speakers I ever met, a lot of them are arrogant pricks, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> like, I mean, they're just self-promoters and they're arrogant and they're, they've, never, they've never even run a company. They've never even processed a payroll stub and done, they don't know anything about the, the sweat of being an entrepreneur. Yet they're up there right. in front of thousands of people talking because they happen to be gifted to be a good orator. And unfortunately, a lot of the industry is, is that. And then there's the people like Steve Farber and Pat Lencioni and Ken Blanchard. You know, and I want to be the, one of those guys, the ones that get up on stage and talk about their, their failures, their, their experiences in life, marriage, right. you know, running companies, and what they've learned from it, and not pound their chest saying, listen to me for the next hour, read my book, and let me tell you what I know. If you read my book, hopefully you'll get a sense of, wow, I've learned a lot from my mistakes and from the obstacles that I've overcome. And who I am today is because a lot of people loved me and believed in me and helped me. And um, you can't get successful in life without other people helping you. <laughs> and a positive attitude. You're the CEO of, uh, till 2008 of uh, Up With People. That must have been a great experience. Oh, what a what a life! It's a life changing experience. It's, I traveled with the organization back in 1987 when I was just a kid out of high school, 
and spent pretty much 10 years of my life, you know, as a student, staff member, and eventually the CEO of the organization, up with people is probably one of the greatest nonprofits in, in the world, you know, just young people learning about leadership and traveling all over the world and serving and leading. It was a life-changing experience. Well, Tommy, I'd like to thank you, first of all, as an Eagle Scout, you know, uh, and, a, and the CEO of Up With People and so many other different organizations and what you've achieved with uh, a lot of the setbacks that you uh, had. I'd like to say, you know, thank you so much. Uh, and, you know, it, you, are a, you are an extreme leader, uh, and your book uh, is very good, and it's, I think it's a must-read um, for anybody who's interested in building relationships, getting their 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 business to the to the next level and learning what it's really yeah. about. Um, I thank you so much for uh, spending the time to come on with me today. I look forward to seeing you at the event. And uh, do you have a parting word? No, I just wanted to um, just really encourage people to check out you know the, the website, um, look at the speakers that are coming, and check out Farber's website, SteveFarber.com, and you know just make a decision on 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 not just, you know, who I can meet from this conference, but, you know, come to this conference really prepared to open up and, and to share and to, and to learn and, and to learn how to be extreme leader, which is to lead differently. And I look forward to meeting everyone in August. That's wonderful. This is J.W. Najarian from On Purpose Magazine with Tommy Spaulding. Thank you so much, Tommy. You bet, J.W. We'll, we'll see you in a month and a half. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to our Meta Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine. You can find On Purpose Magazine at onpurposemagazine.com. On Purpose Magazine and JW On Purpose is the property and is a trademark of Meta Media Group, and this audio is copyright 2012, and all rights are reserved.